You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. It's Motivation Monday. Liberty head softball coach Dot Richardson is in the house to give you some pep in your step for the week ahead and to talk about the perfect start to conference play. Plus, Matt recaps Liberty Baseball's weekend in Jacksonville where the Flames need to improve on the diamond. Let's get it started. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Okay, so excited to have um, our special guest on this show is head softball coach Dot Richardson. But before we get to her interview and how the Lady Flames are doing in their conference conference play, let's talk about Liberty Baseball. Matt dropped two of three yeah. on the road at Jacksonville. Are we ready to hit the panic button for Liberty Baseball right now? Uh, not just yet, but you are getting concerned. Uh, it is a long season still, but now you're into April. The, the disappointing thing is you felt like, boy, they 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 kind of got a lead in that series finale. They were up what four yeah. one, yeah. and they give up six runs in the fifth, and they battle back to tie it up, and then turn around and give up four runs in the eleventh. The struggle, it's been everything. It hasn't mm-hmm. been just one thing, but defensively, this team. It's not what we've grown again? accustomed to. They had seven in the series, right? They had wow. two on Friday. Only three of the six runs they gave up were earned on Friday. They had two more on Saturday. Half the runs, one of the two were, were earned. And then they had three on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean. That has to be so frustrating oh my gosh. for Coach Jackson, Yeah, the too. defense has not been what you expect. And then the bats, you only have one player hitting above 300 right now. That's Derek Orndorff. And, and you combine yeah. that with some inconsistent starting pitching. They did shake up the starting rotation here this past weekend. But, yeah, it's uh, – they played so well early on yeah. that you're like, man, where is that team? And so, yeah, there's time to get it turned around, certainly. A good time to get it turned around would be this week in the midweek game because uh, you have a great opportunity against Virginia on Wednesday in Charlottesville. UVA looks like in the newest poll. They're number three in the nation. I they, know. Oh, they, they are, are hot. 25 right and three. They are legit. When did that happen? Oh, VA, no. I know they were they, outside the top 25, I think, to start no, the they, year. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even, they weren't even ranked going into the year. And wow. people were like, you know, kind of Well, I remember last year that. we were talking about like UVA's, like they're okay, but they're not a great team. No, so they're good the, this year. Wow, they're really, really, really good this year. It. So like, hey, you go there and you knock them off. Suddenly that changes a lot of things. But man, yeah, they need to get some stuff figured out yeah. here quick. And uh, with as good as the A-Sun is in baseball, top to bottom, like it's it's there's no easy road no. at this point. You got to go out and earn it. Yeah, and that's the thing that I don't, I'm not saying it hurt the Flames to be ranked early on, but you just don't, I don't know if I love that, that you're playing so well. Baseball's such a long season. Do you, do you think that that could have backfired on them i mean I, what are you gonna it's always a thing you hear coaches say oh we don't want to peak too early but then what do you say hey guys we'd really like you to drop the game start losing yeah but also i florida just fell out of the top 25 so like yeah. those wins early like they're they're struggling you know north carolina is still in the top 25 we beat them but like yeah it's just been a little bit of everything which worries you more than if it were just one thing right because right. kind of that the the whatever the motto of the mediocre is like Oh, you know, if if 
we we pitched well, but we didn't hit. Oh, we hit well, but we didn't pitch. Like it's there's always something, and and that's kind of where Liberty is right now. Yeah, we'll talk about softball being on the same page for both of those. But this baseball team still has seven three game right. series there against. Is there's time. time, so um, maybe it's not time to hit the panic button. What do you want to see on this um, home series against FGCU this weekend? I, I think it all starts with the starting pitching. You got to get your guys going deep. We saw Garrett Horn put into the rotation on Friday. He pitched pretty well he's electric uh so it starts with that you want that guy friday night who says this is where we're, yeah, yeah, we're setting the tone we're not losing here i'm coming out giving you six strong innings you win friday it changes everything liberty lost friday here in this past series and that we you know we're scrambling to try to to get back into the series uh, so yeah, it starts it starts Friday with Garrett Horn. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, if they start out hot on the mound, then you know the bats start going yeah. and and you know hitting is contagious. It is, yeah, it, so, it surely is. But I think too, if you come out and Derek Horn, he's got that swagger. Like, yeah, you know, we saw that. If that little skip that, off the mound, right? You know, <laughs> if he can get that going again, you get everybody loose, feeling good, not worried. Like, oh, okay, we're gonna get a good start, and everybody else kind of relaxed, is not gripping the bat as tight. That can go a long way as well. Yeah, so hopefully they'll be able to get some mojo from that Virginia game um, on Wednesday at 7 o'clock in Charlottesville. But, you know, Flames Nation, it really helps when you come out on, you know, for this weekend series. I think it's really important to to go support those guys Friday night against FGCU. I think that that will help. You know, they're, they're kind of in a bad stretch right now where – they want the support or yeah. they need the support and, sure. and having those fans um, can, can definitely help. Go to Charlottesville change. too. Oh yeah. Go to Charlotte. I mean, it's just nice on the road. Park hour up the, up the road. Right. There. And a yeah. really, really good Virginia team. So hopefully the flames can uh, do some damage up in Charlottesville on Wednesday. All right. So let's stay on the diamond, but shift our focus to the ladies. We have dot Richardson in the house for your Monday motivation. <laughs> Okay, she's an Olympian. She's um, our head softball coach. I feel like every time you come on the podcast, I learn something new. You're you have a doctorate degree, correct? A uh, medical doctorate degree. Yeah. yeah. So there's just like all these facts that you learn about Dot <laughs> Richardson, which is always fun. But she's also leading the Lady Flames to a nine and zero conference record. I mean, woo, good Flames. Right. More than that. Talk about just what this team, how how they've grown. You know, not only. The non-conference schedule, but how much it's helped, obviously, in the conference record with nine and zero. Well, you may not be aware, but we had twelve new members to our team this year, so it was like starting all over again. The Bishop twins had graduated. I do. Yep. And so it's been really unique to see how they're bonding. And you're right; they're just coming together. I'd like to say at the right time. You know, I always hate to talk because talk is cheap. I always say that you got to do it with action. But they are showing you with action, 9-0 in the conference. Uh, we've won quite a few games in a row lately. But the biggest thing is uh, we've had to make some changes defensively, offensively, putting in more sticks in the in the lineup. And the production's really happening. Uh, once we've moved Devin Howard to the, the leadoff position, she really has embraced that. But even off the field, you see them coming together quite a bit. You know, coming into conference play, you guys were um... – riding a nine or I'm sorry, a six game losing streak. And I remember we had a podcast where I was like, you know what? I feel like the best head coach to have is Dot Richardson. She's so positive. And it's not like you weren't in those games. I mean, they were very close games, but how, when, when you are going into conference play, what's the message to the team and how you can take lessons from those losses heading into conference play? Well, the biggest thing I try to remind them of is really our identities in Christ. 
That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And if you have that identity, then you realize that your performance doesn't really judge you. It should not judge you, right? It doesn't define you. So whether you win or lose, it's really about are you using the gifts God's given you and doing it with freedom, right? Because of trusting those gifts to show the world those gifts. And then as you do it, you look at each game and say, what can I have? What could I have learned or have I learned from this game? Because a lot of people don't do that. Sports is like, you know, it's it's a, a mini world, right? You're in a bubble. But the question is, is it preparing you for the real world? So when they're playing, if they make a mistake, who hasn't made an error? We're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God, right? I mean, when you put it all in perspective. But you also, when you are free to express your gifts, and I'm talking in sports now, but anyone listening, whatever your passion is, usually the Lord is saying, this is where I want to lead you in expressing your gifts, right? He's given you to make a difference for his kingdom. So people can look and see Lord, the Lord and what you do. So I try and always remind them that play with a freedom and you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. And we lost those games you're talking about by really some simple mistakes, not catching a, a really soft line drive, not fielding a bunt properly, not catching a shot, you know, to the outfield that maybe you could have. But the question is, why didn't we do it? So if you think of that, why did I make that mistake? And then you can learn, right? That's it's crazy when you talk about repenting, right? But you use it like, how can I better myself, turn away so that doesn't happen as much? And that's what happens, I think, in sport. The better you get, you know, then less, fewer and fewer mistakes happen. Take me back to like January 1st, because obviously you see the girls now and you know they can get the job done. But at that time, when you haven't had live action against real teams, what was your honest thought like, wow, we're coming into this season with a lineup that has over half new hitters in it. I don't really know how they're going to stack up against live pitching. That's not our pitchers. What was your honest thought like? What are we in for this season? Was it a rebuild you were thinking of? What exactly? Well, the honesty really reflects in January when the team showed up. Even vets, veterans coming back, you know, the upper class and were like, uh-oh, we're not going to be very good. <laughs> oh, boy. <Yeah. laughs> you know, really, uh, there was surprise. We didn't have a shortstop coming back, right? She right. had moved closer to home. Uh, we didn't anticipate that. So we really were like, we have a lot of youth. And when you have a lot of youth, though, my positive side, <laughs> Emily, is like, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, but you can get some highs, right? right. But you're going to get some lows, yeah. so you're going to have to go with it. So as a coaching staff, we have to be the same. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to be the same. And I've always preached that it's really not winning about winning or losing to me because I know that if we play our best, that our best is good enough. And if our best is what we give, if we're a better team, we're going to win. If we're not, we're not. But it's hard to lose when you don't play your best. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, no. that's what makes roller coasters so fun. You have to have the highs and the lows, right? <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. what I tell yeah. Matt with our But the better you get, yeah. your lows <laughs> yeah. are not as low, right? Yeah. I mean, right. for sure. The better you get, you're going to see this steady, this steadiness. Yeah. And that's why we look at batting averages of 300 or, or higher, mm -hmm. right? In conference, I mean, you used to look around the conference as a whole and you say, I mean, there's a lot of teams. You look at the whole West Division. There's nobody over 500 in conference play in the ASUN. You guys obviously leading the way at 9-0. and you're playing all these high-profile you know, softball teams, top 25, and then you go play some of these teams in the A-Sun that maybe aren't nearly as good. What do you do to make sure your girls are locked in? Because it would be easy to go, oh, we're playing SEC programs, we're hanging with, you know, playing Arkansas, all these people, and then it's like, ah, oh, these guys, like, 
We, just, we can just roll the balls what out. What team specifically yeah. are you talking about? I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. But it would be easy, I think, for anybody, especially young people, to be like, like we can just show up and we right. can take care of it. Is there a, spe- a message that you give in these conference games specifically? Because you, know, you just look at the records and sometimes you're like, we get, come on. Well, that's our role as coaches in leadership. It's really not about your opponent, is it? Mm. It's really about the battle within you, mm. right? Yeah. Are you, are you going to play today with more focus than you did yesterday? Are you going to try and be faster to the ball than you were yesterday? Are you going to try and see the ball off your bat more clearer than you did your last at bat Yeah. or into your glove? You know, are you going to be so in tuned with the team that you seem like you're totally, I use the phrase one with the ball, yeah. but in another world, like when you put your cleats on, that should be a moment where you say, okay, nothing else exists, but the moment now. Right. And that's why it always took me into surgery. Right. To be able to do surgery, to be able to focus in surgery, even though I have a flight that's leaving in two hours. Right. Yeah. It's really about the now, the moment right now. And when you can do that, there's no there's there's nothing as amazing as that feeling. And if I can help them feel that they're going to be able to take it in their lives. Right. But you have to have someone point that out to them. Right. Like if they're running as fast as they can die for a ball and they don't get it. What do you say as a coach should have had it or like, man, love the effort. Awesome. Awesome. Keep it up because next time you're going to get it right. So you that's you have to feed that way. And that's why I'm all about being positive. But a lot of times they're like, oh, yeah, coach, you're always positive. So you have to be able to there are times I'm not. It's like, were you really in it? Sometimes I have to look and say, "Okay, you look like a deer in headlights here. (laughs) like, like, where are you? Yeah. So we have to be in tune with them, you know? And I tell them, you have got to know what it takes for you to get to your optimal performance. What is it? And if you recognize you're not there, what can you do to get you there? Is it to slap your face a little bit? Is it to throw water in your face? Is it to throw a ball and focus and realize, okay, now I'm in, I'm in the zone. You know, what is it? And that's our job is to remind them, right? I've had my day on the field. It's theirs. But how can I help them have the days that they will remember in a positive way forever, right? When they reflect back, did I learn the life lessons that coach reminded me of that God is reminding them of? Mm. By the way, I just think in general, I would avoid surgeons that are rushing to catch a flight. I just think in general, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, that looks good enough. Like, I really got to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. Close yeah. up for me, yeah. please. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. 11 game win- winning streak right now for, for your team. I guess, you know, it's it's so rare and, and special to have a team on the same page when uh, with pitching and the offense. So talk about like how this team has been able to feed off of each other and put both of those pieces together. And then maybe if the offense isn't going one night as much, the pitching makes up for it. Well, the beauty with this team, if you look at the scores and you look at what we've been through so far, this team fights. I saw that against Arkansas. Look at Arkansas, right? I'm yeah. like, okay, Devin Howard, we're not going to just, you know, run rule this game. We're going <laughs> to go and play the entire game. Well, think about it. They were up eight to zero in two innings, right. an, an inning and a half, yeah. right? And they just fought. And fought. we didn't give up. Right. We started 6-0 oh, and 6, right? Losing the first six games of the season. So a lot of teams would just quit, mm-hmm. right? They would say it's over and they'd listen to the noise. You know, oh, man, rebuilding year is going to be awful, right? But really, it's about them saying, okay, it's in the past. 
what can we learn from the past to get better? And they have. Beating Louisville was awesome. You know, they're ranked very, very high. When you mentioned a lot of top 25, we've yeah. played a lot of top 10, top 15 teams. But I like to do that because I believe we're right in it. We've lost so many games, Clemson, uh, Illinois, Missouri, uh, Kentucky by one run, yeah. mm-hmm. one run. And those first two teams I mentioned were by international tiebreaker. That means that in the eighth inning, not the 10th, but in the eighth, we put the person who made the last out the inning before on second base. So as I mentioned that, I think we're seeing improvement in pitching. We didn't have the pitching with the exception of, I would say, Carly Keeney and Megan Johnson in the beginning. I'm talking about throwing strikes, right? We were walking a lot of people. We were hitting people. It was very bizarre, you know, out of the ordinary. So I look and say, wow, when they reach their their potential, these games are the other way around, right? Um, and then Carly has continued to be very strong. But now we're starting to see Kirby. Herbs, yeah. Kirby. So Emily Kirby right now is starting to – she's had a 13-strikeout game, a 10-strikeout game. She just had a 12 um, strikeout game. Uh, in fact, it was a no hitter. It would have been a perfect game, except she walked the first batter of the game. Right. <laughs> you just to get that pressure off right. your shoulders. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. But defense is getting a little bit, you know, I've, I've got hitters. Bored? Are they getting bored out there? They were because... that game, <laughs> but um, it's really interesting. They're focusing. We have a, a, a new staff member in Sammy Fagan, right? So coach Sammy has been working a lot of one-on-ones with hitters. And so collectively, we all work with them, but you can see that she's connected with a lot of hitters. And that's helping in game situations. We're getting huge productions from uh, Huddy, which is Caroline Hudson. You know, she's really ripping the ball. Um, And then we've got Lou Allen is ripping the ball. Uh, Devin Howard, exceptionally well, Mm -hmm. leading off position. She had 11 hits in a row, 11 at bats, 11 hits in a row before she finally got out one time. Um, and then you've got Mary Claire Wilson has really stepped it up a lot. Uh, we have Neto who's consistently in above three hundreds doing well, really impressed with Rachel Roop, one of our freshmen in right field. She's had a couple grand slams already and our last game. It was really funny because Huddy was at third base and she goes, it was bases were loaded. And she goes, wow, what if she gets another grand slam? <laughs> you know, like they're, they're all in tune with each other and their performance and what they need to do to lift each other up. So really, you have to score runs. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, they had 13 hits. We had 10. We still lost, but not a lot of teams have scored that many runs off of them. Um, and so it's really about, you know, just continuing to get better. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your team happy? And, and I'm going to preface, preface this is with you've got Danae Griffin, who's been here for a while. She's not starting. She would like to, obviously. She's been with the program for years. You have... Um, Reagan Barrett, who has gone from short to second, she probably wants to play short. You have pieces moving around, even Mary Claire Wilson, who is now your everyday starting center fielder. But how do you go about behind the scenes, kind of keeping everybody on the same page, head up, happy with where they're at? Because when you look at the team right now, you can tell they're happy. They're winning games. Things are in sync. But it takes effort to get there. What do you do to get your team to that place? Well, I actually cannot keep them all happy. Okay. There's You can't. Right. You have 24 players and only 10 can play. Mm. And that's if you have a pitcher who doesn't hit. So I can't keep them all happy, but they can find their joy. They, you know, I realized as a motivational speaker for years, I can't motivate you. You can allow me, right. You can allow me to be a part of you 
getting motivated, but it's really up to you. So the only thing I can really do is love on them and let them know I love them, you know, no matter what. And um, it's a hard balance about when do you give someone a chance or not, because we have reshifted the defense, right? There might be games you're like, Dot, you're, you guys are up 10 to zero. Why aren't you putting someone else in? Because the person who's in there really hasn't had mm, a lot yeah. of reps, right? So that's the sad part because you want them all to be really, you know, happy is a kind of a momentary thing, but joy, finding true joy. Are you doing, you know, what you feel the Lord wants you to do? Are you where you know the Lord wants you to be? But there are, the transfer portal is there, right? Yeah. And there have been players, it's kind of a backhand comp uh, compliment, have said, Coach, I, I really want to play and I'm not good enough to play here. So mm. I'm like, whatever I can do, you know, to help them because it's their journey, right? Wow, right? I just happen to be a little part of it. But it's really fun to see, though, that those that are not playing, that maybe, you know, they've had a chance to play and just didn't get it done, uh, they're realizing my thing is just keep working harder. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. When you took over this job, people knew you. Now do you see more people knowing Liberty? How has that changed where it's not just, oh, yeah, that school Dot Richardson is at, but they're like, oh, yeah, Liberty University. Yeah, they're, they're a really good program. Are you seeing that shift? What's it like now? Absolutely. Yeah. Now you see a lot of recruits that are, you know, hashtagging Liberty softball, yeah. right? Yeah. They know what we're capable of doing, and they want – our faith-based environment. You know, they want that. And it's interesting when someone says as a recruit, well, you know, it's this school or Liberty. And I think, okay, we are more farther apart yeah. as far as culture than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> right. So I make sure they know what we are all about, you know, and, and it's really training champions for Christ. That's what it's all about through the sport that God has given you a gift for. Because when you are on the field and you're you're using the gifts that God's given you, you feel his pleasure, right? You feel, you know, that you're glorifying him yeah. doing it. But sometimes you have to have a coach that will point that out to you. And that's what that's what we try and do. Last week we had head lacrosse coach Kelly Nangle on and she was telling us some of the games that I saw that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So they're like the sticky hands and they're trying to get <laughs> yeah. like the they coffee have a lot stir. Of fun. Yeah. They yeah. do a lot of fun things. What does this team do, um, you know, silly or serious to bond, you know, on those longer road trips? We're not as fun. No, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I, I think we're fun. I mean, uh, I'm really fun, but unfortunately when the game starts, I'm, I'm like in it, you know, right. I'm like, but I'm sure Kelly is as well, but, uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun. In fact, um, their director of ops who was with us is as you guys are very similar, not just as coaches, but also the team. Mm -hmm. So our team has fun. Oh my gosh, they have different cheers. They do. And you know, when they reach a base, they do, when they steal a base, they do this <laughs> and, you know, and they throw the hand grenade, yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, when I'm being interviewed, they're doing something behind me. I have to say, I don't really watch the games a lot on TV. They're, ESPN Plus is all of our games, which is awesome. But I did see the one against the University of Virginia. I was being interviewed, and their heads, Kirby was coming out here and one behind oh, yeah. me. I thought that was very creative. Yeah. My mother-in-law, you know, she's in here now. She's like, I don't like that. That's pretty disrespectful, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. like the, the the gloves on my head. I'm like, I think that's pretty silly. But Remember, they wrapped you in toilet paper one they time. Did. They did. That. Yeah. that was a famous one. Yeah. I think the really funny one was when they're, I think, carrying Kirby up 
like she was Cleopatra or something behind me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember that one, but it was pretty cool. But they do a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff together. Last thing for me, like you guys don't have a midweek game this week, no. right? So like a rare kind of lull in the schedule here. What do you do? How do you spend this time? Do you Dinner do anything, at your house? Yeah. Do you do anything <laughs> Oh, they want to come over. My husband's yeah. like, no, no, no. <laughs> how do you how do you make the most of this rare kind of stretch with no game? I'm giving them time off. Yeah. So yesterday, this is the first time they've had two days off in a row. Wow. And uh, our Tuesday practice is going to be light. And then we'll have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for Kennesaw State to get ready. And Virginia Tech, that's a big game. That's huge. Yeah. In fact, everyone, you know, uh, next Tuesday, it's going to be huge because baseball's playing Virginia Tech as well. So we moved our game to 4 o'clock. Oh, nice. So we can see softball. Everyone can watch that, support it, and then go and see baseball. But Virginia Tech for us is ranked very high, very high. They have two really good pitchers. And the last time that uh, we faced him at our place. That was the uh, Huddy hit, Hudson game, right? Yep, yeah. Two home runs against yeah. the top pitcher in the game. She really is. Uh, Rochard is one of the top pitchers right now in the game, and she's doing amazing. And they have a really strong uh, freshman as well. Uh, so Kennesaw State first, you know, one one pitch at a time. I yeah. hate to even say one game at a time. Yeah. But Kennesaw State last year we played seven times. And we beat them seven times. But you know how hard that is? <laughs> really hard. And yeah. Kennesaw State was picked up. Yeah to play at an at-large for regionals. That's how good they are. So we're going to have some really good games coming up. Our midweeks, Virginia Tech, and then we have uh, Duke we go we're going to play, then Virginia Tech again in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Duke so Tennessee, yeah. all of our midweeks are really a chance for us to move up in the polls, and our RPI, which is strength of schedule, um, is going to get even stronger. So we've had some really good wins this year, but we had some so close. But the big thing is, are we ready for them postseason? So we got to get there, win the ASUN tournament for sure to go postseason. I lied. One more question. I <laughs> Keep like, it coming. I, I love like it. I always forget to ask coaches this, but then I wonder later. Conference USA. I know that's looking down the road. Yeah. For you guys specifically, how, how, do, you feel about, how do you feel about that? The, the other teams in the league, how will that be different for you guys compared to what you've been in in the ASUN? Well, with Conference USA, I'm going to be a good team player because I think football needed it. Right. You know, for softball, we're in a really good softball, and I would probably say baseball even, not to speak for Coach Jackson, but it's a really good – ASUN is a good yeah. conference for softball and baseball, and you're going south. Um, but I also believe that uh, going to group five is huge, yeah. right? It's huge for football. Um, I would love to be in a power five. You know, I've said that from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense to ACC. Everyone's so close. But, again, those are decisions beyond my control. So Conference USA is huge for us, too, in softball because we are going to a group five. Mm -hmm. And what's really going to be a lot of fun first, I love the red, white, and blue, and it's Conference USA. I love the USA. But I also think it's going to be where we can strengthen our schedule mm -hmm. in regards to, you know, non-conference yeah. games, which is going to be really a lot of fun. Well, I'll tell you, on Twitter, you see all the time, every time that any Liberty program beats an ACC program, the, like, hashtag for bring Liberty to the ACC is, like, you know, the most trending thing on my <laughs> timeline. Well, we're playing UNC this year. We're playing Duke this right. year. Right. We played Louisville this year. So just keep beating Virginia them. And, Tech, and maybe Virginia Tech, yeah. Virginia. You know. But really, it's all about administration, right? Football, that, that, all so of those things. So this is a message to Ian McCaw. <clears throat> oh, he knows. I mean, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but with this conference shift, I'm sure we tried you know, oh, the yeah. big 12, yeah. you know, one and step at a time. Yeah. 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 But we'll just keep doing our thing and we love doing it.
All right, so this Saturday, this game against Kennesaw State, first 100 fans, this is for you, Flames Nation, red sparky trucker hat giveaway. Wow. Not going to say that you shouldn't be there, but you should be there. Right, you better score one of those. I know, I better. It is such an experience at our games, you guys. It's awesome. Sparky is there. Just it's, it's it's unbelievable. It's so much fun. I don't want Coach Jackson to listen to this, but you know what I like about your field so much better is I can bring my dog Stanley. Yes. To right field in that little grass spot. So you see pups there all the time. So yep. I don't know if that's a long. You know what other people? Yeah, they are. You oh, know yeah. what other people don't like. <laughs> Is when you bring your dog Stanley and he's just all over around them. Uh, and they, yeah, that's no, yeah. But the Berman right field, yeah, yeah it's he, it's awesome. It he nice. loves those, you know, hot dogs and, and yeah. cheeseburgers that everybody's eating. Wow. Skittles. I don't even buy those for my them. kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just taking them oh, from your kids. <laughs> Coach, anything else you want to share with Flames Nation before we let you go? Well, Flames Nation, I tell you, appreciate you so much. We can't do it without you. And God is moving. Just know that the investment in training champions for Christ is well worth it. And uh, just well done. Good and faithful servant. We're looking to hear that for all of us, right? By the Lord. Thank you so much for coming on once again to the Flame Central podcast and good luck this weekend. Look forward to, you know, following you the rest of the season and and can completing a perfect conference schedule. (laughs) Let's do it. Go go. Flames, right? I just love the energy of, of Coach Richardson. I mean, I think it'd be so awesome to play for her and, you know, I don't know if I would purposely be making some errors sometimes just to like see if I can make her mad because nothing will make her mad. I, I think I figured this out that like she will always find a positive way to spin those negatives. I think so. Like I'm up in the press box, right? And I can always hear her. It's like she has a line. I haven't nailed it down yet because it is kind of loud, slurred. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. How it all comes. They probably understand like, it. All right, let's go big T. <laughs> it's always a big T. And I'm like, hey, she's like, you hear that probably 60 times in a game. And yeah, you're right. She's always quite positive with this group and, and proofs in the pudding. They're doing well right now. This is a team. I believe that you said 11 game win streak, right? But in a conference play going back to last year, I believe they've won 18 in a row now wow. in conference action. Yeah. I think we should have 18. asked Joe Carmody that because yeah, Joe Carmody, their, their sports information director, he has all those awesome mm-hmm. stats. The Carmody brothers are like such a do a great duo yes. for like all the stats and like anything you need to know. And uh, speaking of the Carmody brothers, Paul Carmody doing Liberty track and field. That's and right. he's just sending me all the updated stats about this four by one team, not only the four by one team, but I mean, there's so many, um, you know, factors with this this track and field team that we can point out. Let me find. I don't want to leave anyone. But here, out, brag so on the me... four by one hundred team. Oh real quick. my gosh, yeah. another another program best time. Right. Um, this was. I mean, it's so funny because when you're running a four by one, like they have the baton for maybe ten, not even ten not a, seconds. Yeah. So they broke the record last week. They just broke the Liberty and a sun record again this past Saturday. Thirty nine point four four seconds. I mean. They're wheeling. We're, we're talking like yeah. nationally. This yeah, is what is it, 11th best this season in the I, nation, I believe. I believe so. So it's exciting to see like those four guys. Yeah. You'd be are... proud of me. I watched the race. I Did saw you? the race. I saw it on Twitter. So I watched it. Oh, oh, it, you you gave 40 seconds oh, of your time. Hey, hell, I'm not <laughs> a track Red. lover. So, you know, know, but like, no, I, I watched. And what impressed me the most is just the handoffs. 
Like they're very clean in that area. And I think like obviously that goes a long way with speed, right? Being able to keep your momentum momentum up. So man, right. the fact that they like Christian Lyon when he got it, I believe, was it Christian for that last stretch for the last uh I haven't watched the race. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Thanks for calling me. No, out, that's Rhett. okay. But no, they were just they were in sync. You could tell this is a team, a lot of confidence in unison, and they were rolling down. Yeah, and well. you know, they are competitive against each other. So you can yeah. tell, like, I bet they're breaking down like their splits in this mm-hmm. four by one race and, and, you know, talking trash to each other. Diamante Griffin, though, he led the way for the Flames. He had three first place finishes. You know, he wow. broke the event record in the four by one with, with his other uh, teammates. And then he tied another men's 200 record, 20.63 seconds, 200 meters. And 20.63 seconds. I mean, that is just flying. And he also won the men's 110.45 seconds. So it's just like really exciting to see. And and like I just mentioned, these guys are not only competing against these other team or these other individuals from other schools, but it's definitely going to make Christian Lyon better, um, Donald McClinton and, and Brandon Lutz. So just really exciting to see. They also won three women's, not not those guys, but the liver won <laughs> <laughs> three women's sprints on uh, on Saturday. Isis Brooks in the 100, 200, yeah. and then um, Jani Scott in the 400. So just yeah. really exciting to see that sprint group just crushing. Yeah. Welcome to Liberty, Isis Brooks. Eh? I know. Just started uh, in action this spring semester. Has already set, I believe, three program records in her time here. Like she is wheeling and dealing right like a stud i need to get out there to practice yeah. we're, we're gonna do some um stories on on track and field here coming up and then i believe there was a record in the men's mile Rhett, help me out here i'm not Am sure I... on that one i'm sorry but here we'll say this while you're looking Thanks. men's golf uh they obviously had a really good weekend tournament uh coming in second had a really strong second day this is a team that not ranked in the top 25, which we're accustomed to, but have come on strong as of late, uh, swinging a really good club. So I think this is a team that uh, here before they've kind of hit the meat of their schedule, starting to turn things around. I wouldn't be surprised to see them really finish off strong. Right. Okay. So thanks for that, uh, you know, little placeholder. Yeah, I, no I did. I was talking to the assistant golf coach, Jeremy Alcorn, and he was saying that, you know, this, this is, this should be good for the guys like yeah, moving forward, like a, a totally. confidence booster. So I believe they're going to be here in conference play soon for the conference tournament. It's got to be coming up, coming up soon. So we'll keep you posted yeah. on men's golf there. Adlin Ackley, um, out oh, of, that's right. I she saw that. had Sorry. the A-Sun record in the 5k 15 minutes. This is 3.1 miles, 15 minutes, 54 seconds. So congrats to her. Ryan drew, had the A-Sun record in the 5K as well. 13 minutes and 40 seconds. You did that last Saturday, White, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> White what? Um, and then Felix Candy in the steeplechase. He ran 8 minutes and 37 seconds. You know, I'm calling myself out for my, like, speech impediment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, White what? Um, <laughs> your, your, your kids sound to say that, too. Oh, right? yeah, I've, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, don't call um, me, they don't call me wet. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Felix Candia, you know, I'm really interested to do a story on this. And I don't know if like this is just interesting to me because I'm such a track nerd. But the steeplechase is just such an interesting race because you're jumping over like horse hurdles. Right. Right? Yeah. And and you're like jumping in the water. And so 
I mean, I, I know that this is like something that you think of too when you're like running at this pace, but when you're running that fast, Rhett, yeah. like it is so difficult to, I mean, hurdles is one thing, but jumping over and you can step on the horse hurdle, but it's just like so difficult to do that when you're like breaking stride going that mm -hmm. fast. But, you know, Candy ran a, an eight minute 37 steeplechase that ranks number two in the NCAA and number 11 in the world for 2022. Wow. So um, looking forward to catching up with him. Congrats to all those broken or those new record holders um, in Liberty track and field. Um, you know, they're kind of all over the place and, and yeah. like where they go with these, with these meets. So we'll try to keep you posted on that. Anything else that we have? Lacrosse had a, um, a big win in their yeah, conference game. Conference against, play against Delaware state. They yeah. got rolling. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. And, uh, we have some good features coming out this week. One on, uh, Liberty catcher, gray bets. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. For sure. And, uh, of course, tune into the flame central for Rhett's warm, hot and fuego. I feel like it's going to be pretty stacked. This it's a lot of I, I can almost do a repeat this week because Kirby had a no hitter. Right. The men's four by 100 had another good. Well, like, you can I almost do, could like, just you do, can do exact... programs. You yeah, know? I, yeah, I really that should. would be a really yeah. good idea because like yeah, softball, there's so many, yeah. so many um, things to choose from. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you back here next week.